What's up, everybody? West Nail Virus. It's Tuesday. Get to know with Josiah. Josiah. Hi. I'm going to ask you right away. I'm not wasting any time. No time wasted. Okay. <laughs> Last time we talked D&D. Hey, we're talking D&D again. I, oh, now I know, I know what to do, like how to get started. Yeah, and, yeah. But now I want to make a character in Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. Okay. What do I need to do? Okay. Well, first step. First thing to know, okay? You're going to need... Those six ability scores that we talked last time about charisma, strength, uh, constitution, dexterity, intelligence, and wisdom. That's six. I did count correctly. Thank you. Um, you're going to need those six, those six scores, but there's a couple of different ways to get those scores. And that depends on your, or your DM. Now, some, now sometimes, Okay. All right, I'm just going to step back just a second. <laughs> I say we might need to back up here. Yeah, okay. So, firstly, you're going to want to... Some people like to get their ability scores and then base what class they pick off of those ability scores. Um, what class and race they pick off those ability scores. Some right. people like to pick their class and race, and then they just roll their ability scores and kind of build their character up from that. Okay, I'm a newbie. What would you recommend? Um, if you have a good idea for a character, uh-huh. then I would go ahead and, um, pick, like, if, if you have an idea of what you want your character to be, then go forward with that class and that race or whatever it is that you've got your, your, your mindset on, then get your ability scores and then proceed from there. But if you don't, I would get your ability scores first. Now, the thing is a dungeon master your dungeon master will be the one telling you how you're going to get your ability scores. Cause there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Now the, there are a few ways that are described in the player's handbook specifically. One of them is using something called standard array, which I would have to look up. So I'll do that here in a second, but um, standard array gives you a set like gives you set numbers yeah so standard array is 15 uh 15 14 13 12 10 and 8 so it gives you a set of numbers and you get to choose where to put those correct so and and you're going to want to do that based on your class and race and obviously sometimes people will if they're wanting to play a kind of goofy character sometimes they'll make a a sort of suboptimal build to make sense for their character but um there is all right what other ways are there to build it to to assign those yeah so there's there's firstly there's the standard array then there's something called uh point by which a lot of dms will take these things kind of screw them like they'll be they'll they'll take point by and they'll say instead of having 27 points to spend you can have 32 or whatever but right here i've got in the book the ability score so like an eight costs zero points okay so it gives you that up to yeah up to a 15 costs nine okay so you have so many points that you have that you get to spend and correct got it okay correct so that's two yes that's two ways now there is the last way that's described in here which is my personal favorite way okay and that is you take 
four. There's a lot of noises going on over there. <laughs> four D6, four six-sided dice. Okay. You roll them, and you take the uh, the lowest score out. So I'm going to go ahead and roll okay. them. And, okay, I just rolled insanely well. Um, but <laughs> oh, The proof is coming on YouTube. Yes, oh, my gosh. Uh, two sixes six, and a five. Six, a five and a two. So that you two is that now one. gone. Okay. That, your score is now 17. Right. Okay, but I'll roll again. Let's see. But like if you okay, roll, I got a really good dude. You should be making a character right now. I really should be. That was insane. I rolled a 17 and a 15. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's say you roll this right here. What uh, is it? Explain to the podcast world. Okay. So you roll a three, three, two, two. So okay. you take one of those twos out. Now you're stuck with an eight. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming that's bad. That's not great. An eight, eight, eight is a negative one on all your stuff. So um, it's it's like it's high risk, high reward. It's high risk, when you're high rolling reward. Dice. But in general, when you use that way, you will get a better. Usually, you'll get a better um, score overall. than with standard array. Yeah, overall okay. than standard array. Not always, obviously, but the average is that some, that they get better, especially because you get to drop that lowest one. Mm -hmm. um, now, some people like to screw with it a little bit. Um, I've heard of some people, you know, rolling with advantage or rolling uh, 3d6 plus two or okay. something like that. So it's all up to kind of who's in charge of making the, like running the show and then correct. They could tell you, okay, everybody's making their character and this is how we're doing it. And I wanted to, I asked my brother because we were driving. I just got home from a six hour drive, obviously yesterday. Well, you could, you see, I was in the mountains yesterday. Yep. And, uh, or technically today, <laughs> my bro, I asked my brother, like, oh, I have some, I'm going to be talking to Josiah about D&D &D, and probably I'm going to ask him about characters because he plays with you. Right. And he said, make sure that you get across that D&D &D is different every time you play. Yes. Because, and it's different with the people that you play with. And so you really want to, this is kind of, you know, a side conversation that we're having right now. But if you're going to play D&D, &D, the first time you play it, it may suck with a certain it type very of well might. Then yeah. you go find a, some different people and it may be the greatest thing you've ever played. So be open. He was saying be open to different things going on um but it's yes, all about don't, finding your crew and playing with them try and not come in with certain expectations because it is yeah it is going to be different every time you play mm -hmm. if you watch you know critical role who are the the most famous like of the streaming theme okay people, if you watch critical role for instance and you come into every game expecting the game to be exactly like critical role it's not that's not going right. to work um, okay. You're going to be disappointed every time because no game is going to be exactly like Critical Role. Right. No but, game is ever alike in Dungeons no, and Dragons. No game is ever alike. In fact, Critical Role has had two different um, campaigns and they've been pretty different themselves. Now, hmm. it, they had all the same players and the same DM, so they were similar in a lot of ways. Uh -huh. But, but yeah, no, it, you're they're never going to be the same at all you're gonna have okay. a completely different dm you're gonna have completely different players yeah so don't I, freak, I completely agree with that don't freak out if you don't like it the first time go find some different people try switch up again. the campaign maybe and you'll try it again 
Uh, yes, okay, back absolutely. to characters. So I, so let's say, now let's go the other way. So you you just told us the four ways to get points for your character. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's go the other way. So let's start with the races because you talk about races and classes. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I be? I don't know what I can be right now. What can okay, I be? Well, okay, we're, we'll start basic. Okay, because there's new. Um, there's new expansion packs kind of thing, not expansion packs, but they're expansion books that add official D&D material. And you can make new races and classes by yourself if you want to. Um, yeah. Kind of hard to balance, to be honest with you, but but uh, it, you can do it all you want. Um, but yeah, so hold on. I'm, I'm going to try to grab just a, a basic quick list. I do know you could be an elf. I do know. Yes. That. Absolutely, you can. You can just be an elf if you would like. Okay, well, this will be pretty easy anyway. As far as races go, the base races from the player's handbook are as follows. A dragonborn. What is that? I I have no idea what dragonborn is. Okay, so a dragonborn (laughs) is a dragon person. And they don't get a lot of the things that other people get, like they don't get dark vision. They can't see in the dark. I don't think actually. Okay. That might be wrong. I don't know. We could talk about each individual class later, I guess. So what? Okay. So we have dragonborn dragonborn, which is like a dragon person. Yes. A halfling. Halfling, What is that? Like a hobbit. Okay. Uh, We have an elf, which is an elf. It's an elf. Mm -hmm. We have a dwarf. Okay. Which is a dwarf, a human, Okay. It's a human. I don't know what those are. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then there is a, uh, then there is a, there's a half elf. What's that? What is a half of? Half human, half elf. Okay. There's a half elf. There's a half orc, which is half orc and half human. Okay. Um, and then there is. Can I just be a straight orc? So, yes, there is an expansion book okay. called Volo's Guide to Monsters that added Orc in as okay. one of the, the monstrous races, quote unquote. Okay. And, but the last one in the uh, player's handbook, I believe, if I didn't miss any, is, oh, wait, second to last one, Gnome. Oh, how fun. Gnome. Okay. Um, which I believe are even shorter than halflings. And then there is a tiefling, which is the last thing. What is that? Well, a tiefling is I've never even heard of that. It's kind of a person who at some point in the past, their bloodline or someone in their, you know, pat their ancestry was uh, corrupted. Oh, they look um, like devils. Yes, they do kind of look like devils. I just looked it up. Um, now, you don't have to be bad if you're a tiefling at all. You can absolutely be a good tiefling. Um, okay. it's just at some this point tiefling looks past, scary. I don't know if I'd ever be a tiefling. There's a tiefling for all the YouTubers. Happened. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is that, that something is in the past happened. Actually. And now you are an ugly devil. Something like that. Okay. Something like that. Um, but yes, tieflings, tieflings are actually a, a lot of new players like to pick tieflings. Okay. Interesting. Um, they need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> tieflings have some interesting traits. I will say, um, okay. But we, okay, so we just those are the races, 
Yes, those are just the races. So you okay. pick a race and a class, and those okay. are all just the races in the player's handbook. Right, and you could pretty much make up a race. Yes, you, you absolutely to. could. Okay. Um, they recently, or not, not so recently, but they added a, a bunch of races in an expansion called Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, and one of those races was a Minotaur. I was just going to ask that. Can I be a Minotaur? So, yes, you can be a Minotaur. <laughs> and what are the one... I, I, the one with a horse body. Centaurs. Centaurs. There Can is one, those? I believe it was Mythic Odysseys of Theros that had okay. in that one, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay, um, good to know. But, you can be a centaur? Yes, you can be a centaur. But you can pretty much be whatever. You can pretty much be whatever, but yeah, they're officially now part of the D&D material, but the thing is, um, you... Uh, was I think I was saying, oh, before they were added, I remember looking up and wanting to see if I could be a Minotaur. And I was like, oh, can you be a Minotaur? Well, yes, a bunch of people online have homebrewed Minotaurs. Now, okay, if you're a DM, you're a new DM, anything like that, be careful with homebrew stuff that your players bring to you because <laughs> homebrew a means lot of they it, made it at home. Yes. Okay, sorry, it, a lot, a of, lot it, of it is very unbalanced, possibly insanely broken. Okay. um way too I've powerful seen, yes yes i have absolutely seen some things where it was like oh i really like this idea of a race and so let me make this let me make this thing and <laughs> you just oh, i'm gonna oh, everyone it this oh and it needs this oh and it needs this and by the time they're done with it you know it adds plus two to every ability score and it has dark vision plus you know a one hit punch kill on everything so you know it's <laughs> it's crazy all right, so it's what crazy. are the classes that you could pick? So now, so this is what I'm guessing. Like, I could be an elf, and then my class is like a bow and arrow guy or big swordsman or something like that. Right. Okay. So here, I'll read it to you in alphabetical order because they've got a nice little list for me right oh, here. Oh, beautiful. Um, now, there is an extra one that's in a, there's another class that's in another book okay. called, the Artif or called the Artificer, which is like a, kind of mechanical gun builder thing wow okay cool. um what do we got to be guns you can kind of make it magical but yeah anyways players handbook races i mean classes barbarian okay which kind of speaks for itself yes um a bard uh music yes music okay. music, music is magic and and you kind of kind of help those around you bards okay. are a pretty good class if you're a, if you're a smart player no, they're not for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like to have fun and kill things. There's a there's a cleric. A healer? Yes, generally. Okay. Generally, you can build clerics in a lot of different ways, but uh, okay. they're definitely known as being the healers. Druid. What is that? So a druid is uh, it's a magic user. You can build it a couple of different ways, but the main Most class thing that druids get is something called wild shape so you can turn into animals cool okay yeah I like that it's pretty cool all right and so elementals actually shape shift um pretty much yeah exactly exactly uh a fighter okay what's the difference between a fighter and a barbarian well you know what i'll read you their description that they've written here okay so barbarian description a fierce warrior primitive background who can enter a battle rage so okay. yeah, it, they enter a battle rage and the way that works is like 
rage gives different effects and stuff and yeah it makes you stronger makes you do more damage a fighter it says a master of martial combat skilled with a variety of weapons and armor it's it's like barbarians actually don't wear armor barbarians you just enter a rage and you just grab the crazy just hack and slash everything you you go barbaric got it exactly there's a couple (laughs) of subclasses that have some more nuanced skills but uh but the general idea of a barbarian is kill everything okay um fighter is similar but with less rage mr miyagi Uh, yes you could build a mr there is a samurai class actually subclass there's a samurai subclass for the uh for the fighter so what i'm getting here is that you could basically build whatever you want correct okay correct uh, the next one is a monk, which yeah, I know is, what that is, yeah. So it's, you use fists and uh, it's kind of based on the um, idea of the Shaolin monks. Okay. So like you use uh, chi yep. or ki, and I believe is what it's called in this. Uh, and, and yeah, and you, you punch people a lot. Cool. Yeah. Um, then there's paladin, which is. It says here, a holy warrior bound to a sacred oath, which is, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. You're a warrior. You've okay. got a little bit of healing. Um, and you, you call upon the gods to smite upon your enemies. They do a lot of damage. Um, a ranger. So a ranger. Ah, Aragorn. Yes. You were talking about a, a bow guy, a, a fighty bow guy. That's generally what a ranger is. There's a lot of different ways you can build rangers as well, but the general idea is you can be really good with bows if you want to. Okay. Um, then there's a rogue. They're more uh, stealthy. Assassin. Yes, there is an assassin rogue subclass. There's Got a it. thief. Rogue. Fun. Rogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there's a sorcerer. That sounds scary. I know what that is. And no, Okay, these last three are actually... Sorcerer, warlock, wizard. Okay, help me. So help they're me. the they're the main three spell casting classes. Okay, I would have guessed that. Yeah. Um, but there's very key differences. Um, sorcerers have a smaller spell list than I don't know if they have a smaller spell list than warlocks, but they definitely have a smaller spell list than wizards. And yeah. the idea of a sorcerer is that you were born with your magic you it's just kind of you just have it um you just have magic because of who you are and they have different abilities but their their class is very much based on their abilities and and using their abilities to help them out and a lot of damage generally with sorcerers um there's some more support style sorcerer subclasses but in the player's handbook, the, the they're very built around damage. Um, on the other hand, a warlock, it's it's kind of meant to be less of a spellcaster, but at the same time, it's really not. It has the best cantrip in the game. Now, a cantrip, for those who don't know, is a, is a spell that you can cast as many times as you want. Um, so most must, spells have, they have limits on them. Yes, yeah, so most spells have a spell level, and you have different spell slots. Of, oh my gosh, this sounds so hard. 
you have different spell slots of different levels. Yeah. And uh, so oh, but that reminds have... me, you brought it out a sheet last time. Yes, which, I did. And that keeps track of everything. Yes, you, you can have it keep track of everything. So oh, good. Here's a good little sheet. Um, it's got the things over here. And here is actually a spell sheet. So that kind of. Oh, I just write down all your spells. Holy cow. Yeah. You could have so many spells. Spells. Yeah. Wizards you can have a spells. lot of spells. Now that's you won't use up all those until you're very high level, which most people don't even make it to a very high level. But um, yeah, so a warlock has less spells that it can cast. Okay, um, it can just cast less spells than a sorcerer and a wizard. And what's why would um, I be a warlock? Well, there are definite advantages to being warlock. Uh, they have some other little things called eldritch invocations. Um, I need to work on my vocab. <laughs> and it, it, it's kind of the idea of it is that well, the, so the idea of a warlock is you are a you are a regular person, and then you made a pact with some super powerful entity. Um, there's there are different subclasses. The warlocks' different subclasses are based around what kind of entity that was. Okay, so there's a great old one, which like the one that you, the the general thing that people think of with the great old one is like Cthulhu. Okay. Um. There's the fiend, which would be like a devil or a demon. Uh -huh. There's like there's a celestial as a subclass, which is kind of the idea of like an angel. Mm -hmm. There's a the archfey which is like a super powerful um, fey being, which would be like, I don't really know how to explain what a fey is. It's, it's kind of like a, I think of fairies and mystical lands and technically centaurs and satyrs are both fey. Um, like a harpy sort of deal? Not a harpy. It's, okay. uh, I really don't know how to explain what a fey is, but a fey it's really just something from the Feywild that's really powerful. Feywild is a separate. Um, is one of the many creature types found in D and D. <laughs> Pixies, right? It's, it's a yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's the general idea of Fey. So a very powerful Fey. Uh, there's a few others I don't remember exactly, mm -hmm. but but yeah. So that's the general idea of the warlock, and um, they'll give you these eldritch invocations, which power your warlock in other ways that other classes can't necessarily have okay. um such as there is a there is um one eldritch in well one eldritch invocation goodness that is called a uh, devil's sight oh, and gosh. it says uh the the description of devil's sight is that you can see in both magical and non-magical darkness so dark vision is a racial ability that you get um where you can see in the dark but there's okay. a spell called darkness which casts magical darkness and people with dark vision can't see in magical darkness but a warlock can a warlock can with that eldritch invocation and there's a bunch of eldritch invocations that you can take um got it That'll so how it. long would it take me to build a character we, it sounds like there's a lot of things that go into building a character well, there are a lot of things that go into building a character, but there aren't as many as it sounds like because we have been running through every possible option. <laughs> so, um, 
Well, to finish finish up that previous thing, a wizard is just your basic spellcaster. They figured out they have a spell book and they have okay. just a ton of spells they can choose from and a couple of little abilities that can augment those spells in, in different cool ways. So they just have a ton of spells they can, they can have and use and a lot of versatility. Wizards are very good. But they're very they're very easy to kill as well. You have the least hit points. <laughs> um, but anyways, how long would it take you to make a character, you ask? Yes. Well, I mean, it could range depending on how much time you want to spend on your character and how much of a concrete idea of your character that you have. Um, a lot of people will enter a, a character creation session with, you know, no really idea of what they're going to do. And they kind of just go as they go along and whatever they end up with, they end up with. And if you do that and you do it quick, it could take 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. If you know generally what you're doing. Yeah. Um, For a newbie. For a newbie, probably 30 minutes. If you're really going in depth. Okay. Um, even for a newbie, if, if you look up a video or something like that, uh, could do it in 15 minutes the basic idea of it is you pick a class you pick a race you write down all the stuff of the class in your race and the book you, tells you the book tells you and as long as you yeah, then that's the big one if you got the player's handbook make sure you're reading everything it's telling you about your class and your not race. a sponsor not a sponsor but it's about DD. so if you've got the player's handbook <laughs> make sure you're definitely reading those those those, those little sections that it tells you um it even tells you like, hey, if you if you really want to be a rogue, you should probably put your highest ability score in dexterity. Oh, how nice. And things like that. So, yeah, it tells you kind of a quick There's build, like tips and like, tricks. Exactly. Exactly. It's like yeah, if, if you want to build this kind of a little bit quicker, you don't want to have to look at everything and figure it out. Here you go. Should, should I talk to my DM? Would my DM, my dungeon master, tell me uh, what class and race is going to be most helpful? Or does he... Uh would they most likely say, ah, oh, whatever you want? Well, it depends on the DM, but generally they would say whatever you want. Um, they might refer you to your fellow players and say, well, hey, this guy's already chose, you know, a druid or a cleric or like say, say maybe you already have three clerics. Well, then you probably don't need another healer. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, everyone else has picked cleric for, you know, some reason. Yeah. I'm going barbarian, uh, baby. A barbarian all the way. Or ranger if you want to. Um, yeah. You know, shoot him from a long way away. Or wizard gives more yeah. utility and stuff. But yeah. All right. One of the things that I hear a lot of, this is my the last thing I can think of right now on characters, uh, is a I, I hear you guys, you and my brother, always talking about backstories mm, to characters. Yes. Do I need a backstory to play Dungeons & Dragons? Well, this is kind of the big thing that I when I when I talk about um, if you have an idea of the character you want to make. So okay. that's what I'm talking about is kind of if you get a cool idea for a backstory, the orphan that became super powerful. Exactly. So yeah. say, yeah, just take a that's a very that's a basic one. But yeah, you were an orphan and you were living on the streets and I met an old man who was also living on the streets. And he told me about how when he was younger, he had grown up um, and, and realized his father was, you know, the most famous hunter in the land. And he had learned all this stuff. And like, he learned how to be an amazing ranger. And so through him, 
I learned how to be an amazing ranger. And I have an animal companion now because he introduced me to all these dogs on this or whatever, you know. Yeah. Rangers can get an animal companion. That's okay. Um, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, <laughs> was... uh, technically, anyone can if the, your DM is generous, but um, so you, you could just make up a story. Exactly. So you're just making up a story about your character and how he ended up where he is, why he the main thing is really understanding his motivations or her motivations behind why she's out adventuring. You know, do I have to have one? Why are they out adventuring? Um, you don't have to necessarily, but most DMs will require it um, because that is a large part of what D&D is. Now, I will say this. You don't have to have much of a backstory. A lot of DMs are even happier with that. Um, if you say, hey, I have a family. Their names are Bob, Sue, and then I have a sister named Jill and a brother named Jim. You know, and th that's my family. I grew up in a, with them in the farmhouse, and then I went and joined the King's Army, and now I'm a fighter. Got it. That's your whole backstory. Your DM could very well be perfectly okay with that um because it kind of leaves room for his interpretation to add it to the exactly, game exactly exactly okay. and that's and depending on your dm you know you'll see more or less of that but um but yeah absolutely uh i think in my opinion uh, a, a good dm will be able to kind of work your character into the world and his backstory or <laughs> into the story um and they'll kind of um yeah i don't know just really cement your character in in the world so it's it's not a must-have but it's recommended exactly exactly it's it's a highly recommended okay. but it's not necessarily a must-have talk to your dm he'll probably require you to have a backstory but maybe not a very extensive one and that's another thing by the way that the player's handbook gives you options for. Um, it gives you options to, you can create randomly create your entire character if you want, uh -huh. uh, your entire backstory. It's There's a little section here called a uh, background. Okay. No, it's backwards. No, we, we're not gonna have any luck seeing it. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, uh, there's, there's a little section there we're called background and you can pick a background out of the book. They give you a bunch of options and it'll, it'll kind of step-by-step you roll some dice and it'll create your story for you in general. Got it. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, help that the, the handbook will give you in terms of making your character. Okay. Since we're talking all dungeons, dungeons and dragons, uh, we've kind of been talking more as a player, but if you want to be a DM, right? I want to be a DM. I, and I've only, like I said, I've only played once. So I've right. created one character in my entire life. And actually that was, it was super fun. I created a rogue gnome. Yes. And so, and it, I was a trickster actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyways, you guys can do your research into that stuff. Um, I, 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 I recommend make being as creative as you, you can when creating your character. Uh, Absolutely. But as a, I've never been a DM though. So as a DM, right. if you're planning to be a DM, if I'm planning to be a DM, what do I, like, what do I need to tell my guys 
and gals about creating characters you know you i kind of asked those questions you kind of mentioned it but can you go in any into any more depth on that um about creating a character specifically yeah or or like what is in can you tell them what's in the and you know where they can say okay i I know that there's going to be a a lot of these in here so maybe we need this and that so i would say um as a dm what i would recommend personally you can do whatever you want you can tell them as much as you want or as little as you want but what Mm -hmm. i would recommend as a dm is tell them this is the setting we're playing in Okay, so this is the world. Kind of give them an idea of the world that you're playing in kind of as as much as you can, you know, what their characters would already know. Okay. It's like, obviously, you know, if you or I was a a character. We know the towns around us and things like that. We know the towns around us, exactly. The terrain. The terrain, what country we live in, the, the general culture, you know. Don't, don't, leave out little tidbits like oh hey everyone here hates people who use magic so if you use magic they're all gonna kill you like don't (laughs) don't don't like leave that out (laughs) that's kind of a really big thing right um so yeah just generally give your care your your players a general idea of the of the world that they're coming into and you can maybe give them an idea of the campaign they're going to go on if you want to um you don't have to say uh well you're going to be fighting an ancient red dragon at the end of this when you're level 10 you know yeah. it's you, you don't have to which i don't think an ancient red dragon at level 10 you need a lot of people in your party to do that but <laughs> that's beside the point um so you yeah. don't need it all in all you don't need to tell them too much you give don't need the, to tell them to give them much. the big details, the culture about the culture of the terrain, like what they would already know. That make that made a lot of sense to me. I like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, tell them what they would already know. Um, perfect. Other than that, you can leave it as bare bones as you want. You know, if you do, if you see them going like all wizards and you know, well, the guy that I'm creating, there's an anti-magic zone around him for a mile. It's like, okay, well, Maybe say, you know, hey, maybe we should pick a few people who aren't wizards. <laughs> so you or DM, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, or get rid of that anti-magic zone. <laughs> um, because you don't want to make something like that where you just destroy your characters. I mean, that's no fun for anyone. Yeah. Uh, but as the DM, you need to know the characters, yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You have okay. to you need to you need to you don't need to, but you should know not only the characters and what they are, but what abilities they have um, and things like that. So you're like I, the quarterback. You know what everybody's doing. Yes. Okay, yes. Um, now, players, they can they can trick the DM. And that is, uh, is it always a fun moment. Oh, okay. Um, when that happens. But um, how? How do you trick a DM? Well, you... I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. I have to explain a example, but uh, I don't know. You can, you can kind of create a plan in your mind of something that the DM might have overlooked. Okay. That is very like, it's, it's a pretty sneaky little, little thing 
that mm. they, they might not think about. And um, I remember one time, actually, a good example of this is I mentioned Critical Role. Um, they were fighting like the final boss and they knew that when he like he was trying to be it was this big evil it was a lich and he was trying to like become a god or something like that <laughs> and he um or restore himself to goddom or something i don't remember what it was but one of the players the bard he had saved a ninth level spell which is the highest possible level spell okay. um I think it was a ninth level spell. And he knew that as soon as this guy that they were fighting got really low on hit points, he was going to try and teleport away. And he had wasted an entire turn earlier in the battle where they had, um, they had had all these little things that they were trying to, they had to activate these things to kind of weaken him so that they could actually kill him. And, they they had to get in a certain range of him and he was already in range and then he moved closer and that like he wasted his entire turn doing that and everyone was like what are you doing everyone was like falling apart they're like what are you doing dude what are you doing we needed you to do that and then the next turn around the guy was getting really weak and he like and he was saying and and he casts teleport and everyone stopped for a second and he goes, I cast counter spell. <laughs> He's like, what level? Ninth, which is the highest level spell. So he out, he out leveled that other spell counter spell. Okay. That's how that works. And, and so, yeah. And he was like, Oh wow. That's why you moved in range of him earlier because <laughs> you had been planning on counter spelling his teleport. Cause you knew he'd try and get away, et cetera. Uh-huh. Kind of tricked the DM the DM thought he just done something stupid. And really he had, he'd gotten a, uh, it's kind of playing the long game, but yeah, it was, a. Uh, it's a lot of fun moments like that uh, for the players. And there's, um, I kind of forget what I was talking about. Oh, we're talking about the DM and knowing your yes. players and the yes. characters and things like that. So don't, yeah, I would say, you know, don't try and create. Um, that's what I was going to say was know your characters and know what they can do and know what they're capable of. But don't know those things so that you can plan for their weaknesses. You should definitely, you know, not just plan for, you know, oh, they're going to steamroll this guy. Great. Let's put him in there. Don't do that. You know, you want to make give it a little bit of challenge, but make him think. Exactly. But um, don't make it impossible is what I'm trying to say. You know, mm -hmm. make sure that there is a way out. Um, don't don't make them, you know. Don't make your 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 evil characters unbeatable and they can't get away. And, you know, that's just no fun. Yeah. So but yeah, in general, as a DM, you should know your know the characters in your campaign. All right. So recap as a DM, know your characters, uh, but let your players kind of build what they want. Yeah. Um, as a player, be creative with it. Uh, Josiah listed all the races and the classes and then kind of you know, oh, get that sheet that Josiah has. Yes. And yep, the uh, player handbook will help you along your way of building your character. And uh, then you have to roll for points and things like that. Um, the most, you said the most exciting way is to roll. Uh, yes, that's, that's my favorite way to do it because, and I like to, um, if I'm in charge of a campaign, uh -huh. I like it, to say, you know, 
if you get lower than like a six, you can re-roll that. <laughs> or if you get like all scores like really low, I let people re-roll because I mean yeah. nobody wants or to at least like bump it up a few party. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No one likes to get steamrolled by a tiny goblin. Exactly. <laughs> well, is there anything else you like to share on creating a character do you th- that you think is vital to the process? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, just, just, you know, come in with an open mind and, and, and have fun, have fun with it. Perfect. You can be creative, build the character of your dreams. Exactly. Build whatever, build whatever you want. <laughs> you can build something that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, like a minotaur, make him a rogue, take a minotaur, make him a rogue, make him sneaky. Doesn't make any sense. Do it anyway. It sounds awesome. That's what I would do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and we could also, if you would like to, um, next episode, we could just go through the character creation process and make a yeah, character. All right. Next week, we will be creating our own character, Josiah and I together. Yes. Uh, and good luck on your many adventures and quests out there in Dungeons and Dragons. This is a sports show. So if you're just watching this for dun- the Dungeons and Dragons content, that is once a week <laughs> on yes, Tuesday with Josiah. Uh, maybe one day we will start a, our campaign once a week or something like that. Yeah, do that. maybe. But, but this is just our, our get to know on Tuesdays with Josiah with West. And uh, thank you for joining us. And thank you, Josiah. Thank you.